Are you an HR department of one trying to figure out how to balance task and strategy while keeping up with changes in regulatory compliance? Do you need a fresh outlook on old topics? Then stop what you're doing, grab your coffee, and get ready to recharge. If you have people, you have problems to solve and things to do. Your host is Brenda Neckvottle, a 20-year human resource professional, ready to explore the HR industry with veterans of business and life, with fresh eyes and new ideas. Learn about the rapidly evolving changes in employment law around the country, as well as new tactics to deploy and build engagement in your work. If you're looking to implement new practices to make your job easier in HR, then this podcast is for you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Best Practices in Human Resources podcast. My name is Brenda the HR Lady. You can follow me over on BrendaTheHRLady.com, and I am super excited to have you guys here. Um, We are plowing through today. And uh, you know what? Be honest with you, we're kind of looking at how we're going to shape up the show moving forward. So you might wind up <laughs> seeing me test a few things out. But you know what? Nonetheless, you're going to get great information. It's going to be pertinent. It's going to be relevant. And it's going to be timely. And uh, a lot more energy, probably, mainly because I just like literally slammed a whole cup of coffee while I was doing this. So um, if this is the first time that you're listening in, with just so thankful that you guys are here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are a repeat listener, you know what? I love you guys so much, and I really appreciate every each and every single one of you for hanging in there. This is our 108th episode. Um, we've been doing this since November of 2018. This podcast is one... Uh, award business awards here in the U.S. as well as international awards and apparently you probably can hear the birds outside because it's so nice that we've got the windows open and here in the studio and you know work from home right all right so I do have one announcement to make and um, then we're going to be talking about making good choices today with my friend uh, Mark Zalmanoff and uh, really looking forward to you hearing more about his story his book and how you can proceed forward the big announcement that I have for you guys today is this We are on the countdown to the launch of my book. And this is a kind of like a tell-all kind of book. Um, It talks about how the path that I took to getting to where I landed in my career in HR. And it is called The Best Practices in Human Resources. No big shocker there, right? Uh, But it's pretty cool. And uh, how how to crawl your way from wannabe to VP in human resources. And it's an awesome, 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 awesome. A little 250 pager of all sorts of really good, rich takeaways. I mean, everything that I did in my career to get where I wanted to go, I put in here. I talk about, you know, looking at the kind of money that I wanted to make. We have an exercise for that towards the back. Um, we talk about HR leadership. Talk about look. The talk. I'll tell you what. I even talk about the time when I almost got my butt fired. <laughs> okay, there's some real stuff in this book. It's pretty awesome. Um, and all of the challenges that I had to overcome. Because look, let's face it. We all have challenges to overcome. And when we are influenced by people's stories of the things that they achieved because they overcame adversity, you know what? It makes us better. So all of that is in there as well. So as well as celebrating some of the high times that I've had in life as well. So, uh, but there's a, there's a ton of information. It's not just like a, you know, tell all book, but there's also information about how you can get yourself ahead. These are the actual tactical boots on the ground type of things that I did that will work for you. Absolutely. But you have to do the work. See, that's the key. 
You can read about it. You can listen about it if it's in an audiobook, which it's actually going to turn into an audiobook as well. Um, you can you can re research all the stuff that you want on Google. You can you know go out. You can listen to what anybody has to say. But at the end of the day, if you're not where you want to be, if you're not where you imagined yourself to be, you got some work to do, love. You really do. You have to do the work. If you want to excel, you have to do the work. If you want to get to a certain point, you have to do the work. If you want a Gucci pair of sunglasses, you have to do the work in order to get it. If you don't do the work, it's not going to show and you're going to be stuck in this funk about how you just long for something that you're never going to have because you haven't made the decision to get up and do that 1% extra that's going to get you your end result. Think about that. It's 1% extra. You know, part of the reason why I have the kind of life that I have and I have the things that I have is because I'm willing to go to the extra mile. The stories that I have, the experiences that I have, I'm willing to go the extra mile. The financial stability that I have, I'm willing to go the extra mile for that. And it's only 1%. If you read the book, Good to Great, you're going to find out that good to great isn't 10% effort, 20% effort, 15% effort, 35% additional effort. It's 1%. Everybody can do 1%. Look, there's even still things in my life that I can do 1% better. And I haven't chosen to do that yet. Now that I say it, I'm probably going to be held accountable for that. I'm getting all kinds of emails. <laughs> Why aren't you doing the 1%, Brenda? <clears throat> yeah, 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 I got it. Now, now I'm going to start doing the 1% there too. It's in my head and I'm not telling you. So there you go. But anyway, look, that's part of making good choices. It's also in the Best Practices in Human Resources book. Get your pre-sale today. It is going up for pre-sale now. And here's the cool part. You get your pre-sale, you're going to get an autographed copy. You're also going to go ahead and get a little goodie from me. But through now between June 4th at midnight... Because June 5th, this puppy dog drops. June 4th to midnight, anybody who purchases a signed copy will also be entered into a contest that will run for the next 29, how many ever days are left until the launch. And you will get a massive, massive care package from me. We're talking about like $250 worth of incredible merchandise at the minimum. At the minimum, just a care package of nothing but cool love coming from Brenda, the HR lady. And we want to get that out to you. <clears throat> so that's going to be a random drawing. So to get the care package, to get the goodie bag, and I may even along the way flash a little what might be going into it. I might give you a little teaser. Just watch for that over on uh, social media channels. We'll definitely, definitely put that out there. But um, yeah, we're going to do, I'm going to do a big giveaway, huge giveaway at the launch of this book, at minimum $250 worth of value in that uh, care goodie pack. And it's going to be huge. It's going to be great. So how do you do it? You go to brendathelady.com, click shop at the top, order your copy today. You can't miss it. You'll see it's the very first, uh, very first thing up on the book It is called Best Practices in Human Resources, How to Crawl Your Way 
from BP or wannabe to VP. Totally screwed that up. <laughs> I don't know why I can't seem to say it straight today, but that's okay. <clears throat> that's all right. All right. So today we're going to be talking with my friend, Mark Salmanov. Hang on there for a little bit. And, uh, I don't have any other HR news for you right at the moment, just simply because there's so much going on. Uh, we're going to, we're, we're doing a little bit of a reformat here on the podcast episode, uh, simply because <clears throat> we've got some other really good stuff coming down the pike and we want to make sure that it gets delivered in a really great manner and, uh, that you're taking, you're getting the maximum out of it. So hang in there for a few minutes and, uh, you're gonna be talking to my pal, Mark. There are approximately 2,500 members of the U.S. Special Operations Community who transition out of active duty military service every single year. The Honor Foundation has dedicated its mission to serving these elite individuals on their journey to prepare for life once they take off the uniform. In the past few years, we've begun our own journey to reach this number, launching three physical campuses in San Diego, California, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and near Wilmington, North Carolina along with a virtual campus to reach members of the community anywhere on the planet. I spent 26 years in the special operations community as a SEAL. I graduated from THS program, I served on the board of directors, and now I'm proud to lead this organization into the future to continue assisting these transitioning service members and their families. Our dedicated team, our world-class program, and our incredible tribes of supporters are standing by to help THF alumni and future fellows and are committed to providing the best possible support system and resources to better serve this community. Our vision for the Honor Foundation is clear, to impact every transitioning service member from the U.S. Special Operations Enterprise through our programs and support, and to be a catalyst for overhauling the entire DOD transition program. It's a big task, but the community deserves it, and we're driving full steam ahead to make this a reality. If you've been inspired with what the Honor Foundation's done in the last five years, I welcome you all to join us as we craft the next chapter in defining what it means to serve others with honor for life. All right, guys, if I got a treat for you today, we're gonna have some fun and with a really fun individual. So we're probably gonna do a lot of laughter Mark, I hope you wear your waterproof mascara because we're probably going to need it today. I know I would. That's the only mascara that <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, today we're going to be talking about make good choices. Holy cow. Doesn't that have a lot to do with HR? And um, I want to welcome my new BFF, Mark Zamanoff to the show. How are you, sir? I am fabulous. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, this is so just so people know that you are one of my Dallas buddies. They do know that I go down to Dallas and uh, it is my way to learn and rejuvenate and continue to develop myself. And Mark is actually part of this group and uh, just got done launching his Amazon number one best-selling book, Make Good Choices. So I thought, you know what? We're going to help Mark out. Yeah, exactly. Right. How's that feel? Really, really good. <laughs> i bet i bet it is and you guys can actually you know for anybody that, i mean you know you know this but for anybody that's written a book and and gone through that whole process it's a it's a process and you know when you think that okay i've written it here's my manuscript like that's only 
half of the battle. Then you got editing and formatting yep. and cover design and Amazon optimization and all those other things. So it's a, it's a journey for sure. Yeah, it is. I've done it twice already and I've got my new book coming out in June. So I'm pretty excited about it. So that'll be a good one. That'll be, that'll be an interesting read, but anyway, not about my book, about your book. So make good choices. Boy, if that isn't just like the ultimate HR parody that we want, <laughs> Brian, I swear, you know what we should do? We should, before even anybody knows what this book about, we should actually have every company on the planet use this book as a requirement as part of their onboarding process. This is how you make, like, this is how you stay out of trouble. This is how you do well in life. Make good choices. <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah, we'll I know, put the, we'll put the Amazon to. link out. <laughs> we'll make it happen. They can buy a hat too. While they're at it. There you go. <laughs> That's right. So tell us, so tell us, so tell us about the book, if you would, and then tell us a little bit more about what got you to that point. So the book is a weekly read. Um, every week you read the, the, the passage and a lot of it's based on stoicism, old philosophy, um, you know, common kind of common wisdom things that a lot of us hear, but don't necessarily understand how to apply it. And then there's a journal prompt for every one of those. So you read, you journal, and then you come back the next week. And, you know, my goal with the book is really, you know, obviously to help people make good choices, but to understand how implementing the knowledge that we gain actually leads down that path. And, you know, there's so many of us that we read and we read and we absorb all this stuff, but then we never do anything with it because we don't know what to do with it. So if, if I can provide a tool that allows people to go, oh, well, that makes sense and have some perspective on it and understand how they can actually apply it in their life, not just what um, but not for me, then, then I'm in jobs. That's really the goal. And, and you know, I'm a, a fitness professional by trade and I love the interactive portion of my career and I love the relationships that I form. So it was kind of fitting to have a book that was intended to be interactive and intended to be a kind of a long, what I call a long-term relationship with people and not just something that somebody reads and sticks on the shelf and they never see it again. Yeah. Those, those books, you know, it's not a, it's not a dusty book. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> and, and, but you're absolutely right though. So like, if you look at, I'm sure you probably haven't studied uh, adult learning theory, but honestly, adult learning theory is that, you know, we, we hear something and we only retain about 25% of what we hear, right? So we're about ready to spend two days together down in Dallas with this monster event that we're going to. And I promise you, everybody's gonna take away these really crazy important nuggets, but it's gonna be the stuff that resonates with them the deepest that they're going to retain. And um, the other stuff is, that's where you have to constantly keep renewing because the way adults learn, is that we absorb, but then we have to go out and apply. If just like what you're talking about, that if you just, you know, read information, and then you don't do anything with it, it goes away. And that's, right. you know, and that's a, that's a crying shame because there's so much really great information that's out there today. And, um, you know, but we, it has to be relevant for adults and it has to be something that we can implement relatively quickly. Yeah. And, and, I, I think implementation is the difference between those who achieve and those who don't. Oh, totally. Because we all have access to knowledge. Yep. 
I've said it for billionaires with six back ass. <laughs> So we have a little bit of a funky lag in the in the internet. So if I have a delayed laugh, it's not that I didn't find what you said I was like, oh, I should laugh now. No, it's like, because I'm just getting to it. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's okay. We'll just keep checking along because that's what winners do, right? We just keep crushing it. All right. right. I oh know, I hear you. So uh, so I know this was just a relatively new release, but for those who have read your book so far, because I think I think you're in a really awesome position to where you're going to hear some pretty amazing stories coming out of this. Like people are going to start giving you feedback like, oh, dude, you know, I ran in, you know, this happened to me and this occurred for me. Has that started to happen just yet? You know, not yet. But what's what's interesting is this book is kind of a compilation of a lot of things that have already been out in the world at some point. Mm -hmm. And the people that that follow me, the people that are on my email list, my clients, they're in house, like they've heard some of this stuff before. So I've, I've gotten feedback on some of it already, which really helped me to determine what actually went in the book. Nice. Because, you know, when, when I would put a post out or I'd, I'd write something and send it out and people would respond to them like, oh, well, I didn't think it was that good, but somebody that's, else did. So there we go. I mean, that's you know, juicy. we never think ourselves like, oh, all right. So I, I think I've had some experience already with some of this content just because it's been out already in some, in some form or fashion before. And, and again, it's always fun because I know that the things that I go through in life, I can use to teach others. Yeah. And whether it's personal experience or things I watch or read or engage with, you know, I'm always looking for that opportunity. How can I be a better coach? How can I relay this information in a way that relates to the person that's in front of me to help them solve their problem. And um, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of fun. I, I love, I love the way that we, we think, and I think people, I'm going to say think a whole lot right now. Um, people don't think enough about what they think about. Yes. And, and if we can get people to be just, even just a little more mindful, I think a lot of people could lead a, a lot better existence just from having an awareness of what's going on between their ears. Yeah, no, I agree. And you know what? There's a lot of people out there where everything is a nail and they are the hammer. And it's just, <laughs> you know, I mean, just look at Twitter, right? Twitter in and of itself, people all of a sudden they see something and it's like, first you have to remember, it's like, look, social media isn't real. I mean, it, it's a, it's a place for people to be somebody that they're not, or they can showcase who they are, but you will really never know the difference, right? Unless you actually know that person. And so, you know, we've got a lot, we've had a lot of opinions in the last, what, <laughs> 15 months now, you know, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. But you see, that's, that's what happens is that we just all of a sudden, everything just becomes a nail. And, and I agree with you. It's like, they don't take the time to stop and ask themselves before they smack it. Like in the grand scheme of things, how is this going to matter? You know, if, if, if I'm on my deathbed, how much of an impact is this one event going to make in my life? Right. Right. You know, there's a, there's a quote that says, you know, if it won't matter five years from now, it shouldn't matter five minutes from now. 
And uh, I think a lot of us could use that advice constantly. constantly. <laughs> make, make good, make good choices. <laughs> Please make that one. Come on. I know, right? Please do me a favor, make that one. <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite part of the book? It's a good question. You know, there's a, there's a couple of, of passages in there that have to do with the movie Gladiator, which is my all-time favorite movie. And uh, I, I really enjoy extracting things from places where most people probably wouldn't even look to pull a lesson from. But, you know, when, you, when you're a business owner for a long time and you're around a bunch of entrepreneurs and people like you start to look for those things yep. and, and it's hard to shut it off, which and, and I, you don't have to shut it off, but it's really hard to shut it off. And so everything you look around and you're like, oh, there's a lesson. There's a lesson. Like, yeah. you know, I walk into businesses now and I see things differently. I'm looking at like how much was their build out and how are their procedures and how is their customers? Like I'm analyzing all those things constantly. And uh, um, so I, I do like that, but you know, there, there's some backstory about me in the book about, you know, kind of how I was raised, what, and what really just shaped who I am. And, and there's a lot of people that probably know some of that story, but you know, I, I think one thing I've definitely learned over the past couple of years in in the business ownership realm and the in the self branding realm is the more you are you, the more you get to have the audience that you really love, and the more the right people come along that want to do business with you and want to engage with your content and and support you. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons this book, you know, took off like a rocket ship from the beginning was I just have a, I really have a lot of great people on my, on my team and in my corner that want to see me succeed because I want to see them succeed as well. Right. Exactly. And, you know, when you're talking about from the branding standpoint, you know, that's a, that's a piece that I talk about with, um, you know, with HR pros, it's like the more you are you and it's hard. I mean, it's really easy to get lost and who you are in this field, because you're on the constant service side of things. You're never doing anything for yourself. Like if you think about it, right. <clears throat> you wake up in the morning. If you have a family, you're running around taking everybody's problems on, you go to work and that's your job is to help take everybody's problems on. And then you go home to do nothing, but go home and take everybody else's problems on. Right. So, so it's really easy to get lost in yourself in that because you just get so tuned in. And, and I've fallen victim to this is that all of a sudden you're trying to please everybody around you, but you forget the most important person. And that is you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. And so, you know, I like how in this, in, in how your book operates is that you can sit down it's a weekly event. You sit down, you take in a lesson and then you get to reconnect with yourself again. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's a reason they tell you to put your mask on first. Well, right. actually now they tell, they tell you to take your mask off and then put the other mask. On. <laughs> you were going to go there. weren't you? <laughs> you know, I say, don't make that announcement and just let things play out the way they need to play out. I don't know. Survival of the fittest in um, the herd. That's but yeah, I mean, you, you do. You have to take care of yourself yeah. if you want to take care. We can all give a lot. Like there's a lot of people that can really, really give a lot for a long time. But at some point you will suffer if you do not take care of yourself first. 
you're going to suffer. And that's the thing is that when you, when you realize that you haven't, it, not that it's too late, but there's a, it's a deeper hole that you have to climb out of. Absolutely. And I think that's a fair, I mean, just look at, you're in the fitness industry, right? Look what happens when somebody doesn't take care of themselves for a long time. (laughs) And then they show up and they're like, dude, I want to be like Dolph Lundgren or something, you know, and, you know, just ripped with, you know, hell, I don't want a six pack. I want a 12 pack. And it's like, you can't even do four pushups, you know, like that's (laughs) not going to happen today. You know, that kind of a thing. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And like you said, the longer you wait, well, and you know, there's research that talks about how by the time we're like 35 years old, our operating system is basically set. Like the things that we do, the habits we have, the thoughts we think, all of it is, is set in stone. And that's why it's so much harder as we get older to change our habits and routines. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you start those things early, it, it, you just have such a huge advantage over everyone else. When you wait till you're you know, 45, 50 to go, oh, crap, I need to get in shape. Like, that's, <laughs> that's rough. It can happen. And, and I see people oh, yeah. do it all the time, but man, it's a whole lot harder doing it then. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a lifetime that you're battling. You're, you're up against a lifetime of thought of mindset of practice. Yeah. And look, we're Americans. We don't like being uncomfortable. Nope. Sure. Don't <laughs> No, we do not. No, 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 no. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So what else about the book that you think would be a real bonus for folks? I mean, you and I are very much about, you know, constant learning, constant, you have to be developing yourself on a regular basis. And, and, and I think if you really want to success in life and you be successful in life anywhere, you have to do that. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur, it, it really doesn't matter. But what else about the book do you think would be a really great help? for people who are interested in checking it out? You know, I, I think number one, I, I think it appeals to the masses and, and not that I, I wrote a book thinking, oh, I, you know, everyone can benefit from this, but you know, it's not, again, with my health and fitness background, it's not a health and fitness book. It's not a workout book. It's not a diet book. You know, we can all think better. Like there's no one above that. And so from a standpoint of how can I make the greatest impact possible, which is my mission in life, I think the book appeals to everyone. And I will say, you know, you asked a little while ago about, about feedback. Now I had this lady come in this morning to my gym. She's a regular client of mine. I love her. Um, She's 69 years old, super, super fit. Like we're like, come on, you know, she'll do things. We're like, whatever, Sally. Um, But I love her. She's awesome. But there's a part in the book where I talk about how for a long time, I did not read anything at all. I hated it. I had such a horrible experience in high school of being forced to read this before. And I was like, ah, and there was, I don't know, probably a good decade, you know, 12, 13 years, maybe that I didn't read a book at all. Yep. And, and somewhere along the line, I, I found a couple of things that interested me and I started reading and I was like, oh, maybe this isn't so bad. And and really just started to embrace it. And then I started to figure out, oh, wow, like this can really change my life. And, you know, for a book that 10, 20 bucks, I mean, that's it's still the best value in the world. If you can buy a book and change your life and make a million dollars from it, like it's a pretty good investment. That's a right good, yeah, that's a good ROI right there. That's a return on your investment. And, and so what Sally told me this morning, she said, you know, she goes, I'm not a reader either. She goes, I, I hate reading. Like I, I fall asleep. I get bored with it. 
she goes, but I'm really enjoying this book. That's awesome. And and she's like, I really like that. It's just this short little thing. And then I can move on and come back to it again. And, and so I, I think for people who were in that realm, like I was of not being a reader and thinking that it's boring and, you know, not wanting to sit there for 20, 30 minutes, I think there's some value in somebody being able to just pick it up and five minutes later, they can put it on, you know, put it down, move about their day, but now it's in their head. Yeah. You, you can't un, unknow things that you now know. That's right. <laughs> well, you might. But you might, but no, that you, you're right. You, you can't unknow the things that you know, especially you can, if you absorb you try to it. about it. Yeah. You yeah. can try to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> Once you know it, you know it. Dang it. Yeah, I know. Right. And, and so I, I think the little nuggets like that, that, you know, I, I relate it to now in the real world and problems that we face when people go, Oh, I never thought about it that way. Like sometimes I've, I've talked about this many times, you know, when you're sitting in traffic and nobody likes traffic, and it's so frustrating and it's like one of the few things that actually like gets under my skin personally and so there's ways that I've learned to kind of deal with that whether it's just you know relaxing or listening to a podcast so I take my mind off of what I'm what I'm doing in the moment or you know if somebody cuts me off in traffic I just think ah they probably got diarrhea they got to get to the bathroom pretty quick you know and, uh, and so that makes me feel better and I don't get all angry about somebody cutting me off. So, you know, just little things like that. <laughs> oh, you know what? But there probably is somebody out there that's having that little bit of an issue. Could be, Could but be. it's, but you know, that's the thing. It's life. It's, it's really funny that, you know, we don't, it's not that we forget. We just don't remember to step out of what we see in the world and actually say, I wonder what's going on over there. Like, I wonder what's happening with that. Wonder why that is. And, you know, we get into this. So not only do, and I've said this a number of times that I don't think I've ever really talked about it, not in depth, not like I'm about ready to, but, you know, I mentioned earlier, we as Americans, we do not like being uncomfortable. Well, human in general, everywhere, we do not like ambiguity even more. And so like what you were just saying, like you, you get a great example on how you turned the mindset around. So it's a positive rather than a negative. And my number one live and die rule is in the absence of information, people make stuff up, mm-hmm. but we don't know something. We have to attach a story to it to have some level of comfort to what we feel around it. And if you think about it just a minute, like all of a sudden you'll get this epiphany, like, oh, dude, that is so right. And, you know, you can do it in one of two ways. You did it in a very positive way in your example, but most people aren't programmed that way. You actually have to consciously think about it, which is exactly what you described. And most people will actually instinctively react with like, well, they just blah, 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 blah. And, you know, they'll just start in their head, just that little, that little committee back there. All that judgment start flowing out and that doesn't help anybody. It's so true. You know, our buddy, Chris Whitehead, and when he talks about standard operating procedures, you know, he's like, if you don't tell someone how to do it, they will make up their own way. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. You, it you may not be to, the right one. It's not going to be how you want it. That's for sure. Yeah. Because you didn't tell them how to do it. 
Right. And uh, I, I love that though. It makes me, what you just described though, makes me think of that movie Inside Out where you got all the little emotions in your head and they're just, they're controlling all your actions and thoughts and stuff. And, you know, like the little angry guy's like, he's got his head you know, <laughs> up or whatever. But it makes sense, right? We let the demons out inside of our head. Or, you know, if we're, if we're, if we have some semblance of crawl, then we got the angels that are, you know, so it's like this constant battle with the angel and the, and the, and the demon on your angel and a devil on your side, you know, I call it the, the good girl and the bad girl. Right. <clears throat> and sometimes one will smack the crap right out of the other one, to be honest <laughs> with you. So, well, and especially in an age where we, we text so much, you know, that's most people's primary form of communication. I would imagine now yes. is, you know, texting, commenting, DMing. And, you know, I, I would imagine in an HR setting, things get lost in translation and somebody's feelings get hurt and somebody gets offended and we're, you know, because there's no tone, like we still don't have the sarcasm font that somebody needs to make. We just need to like determine what font that is so we can all use it. Exactly. Um, but you know, there's no inflection when you text somebody. Yeah. So unless they know you really, really well and understand your verbiage, you know, that can cause a whole myriad of issues of just miscommunication. And then, you know, then you got to clean up the mess. Yeah. And, you know, too, and I'm glad you said that because when it comes to get you right, because people hide behind technology, they hide behind technology and they overuse it at the same time. And I think that's why, you know, one of the reasons like Clubhouse has been such a hit is that we were beyond that. It's like, you can't hide inflection. You can't hide attitude. You can't hide snark. <laughs> And you can't interpret it. You can't misinterpret all of that either, right? You know it when you hear it. And so, um, but you're absolutely right. Is When it comes to communication, I think people, technology is great, but you still have to rely on your abilities as a human being to exist. And, um, you know, too many businesses actually put too much information in a digital format. And, um, you know, I, we, were in, we were in that one session and it, it, it launched me into this whole long thought process while I was listening at the same time about somebody asked the question, like, how can you terminate your employees and not be involved like at all? It's like, well, I think oh, you, yeah. only have, you only have like five employees or something like that. Right. So I'm sorry, you're going to be involved, you know, <laughs> but, but, you know, I've actually seen people terminate people via email and it's like, no, it, you got to remember that that person is still probably, it may be convenient for you, but you know what, that person has a say and has a voice and there's technology that could drive your business to the ground, but that person also could still potentially be a customer. So why would you do that? Make good choices, right? Make choices. That's right. Make good yeah. Choices. You know, you're, you're so right. You know, we, we lose the human element so quickly now. Yeah, and, we do. And, and, and I think oftentimes we, we also forget where we were. You know, we forget that we were those people at some point. Like we were the ones that, you know, were the low man on the totem pole and trying to work our way up and just trying to figure out what the hell we're doing in life. Yeah. And, and it's easy to lose perspective of that too. And, you know, so many of us end up in this, in this spot where, you know, for years we wished we were here and now we're here. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, now what? <laughs> we don't know what to do. <laughs> we don't know what to do. But then, like I said, then we forget about what it was like to be there too. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, the, the golden rule to me always still applies. Like you just treat people kindly because you never know what people are going through. And, and that's a great point. Like 
that could be a customer later on. That could be a referral to somebody else that could actually be a better fit in that company. And if they left on a good note, they're like, you know what? I actually had a good time there. It wasn't a good fit, but you know, maybe you would be a good fit. Yep. So you just, you never know where those connections can be made and, and what it means for you, you know, two months down the road, two years down the road, whatever it may be. Yep. Absolutely. And you know, here's another one. Make good choices. I swear to every time we hear a dumb story, we should whisper under our breath to each other, make good choices. <laughs> See, you know, implement the book and just everybody's subconscious that way. I'm going to get a pull string doll that just like, it looks like me and, and just chatty. make good choices. <laughs> a chatty mark. <laughs> a memory mark. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I love it. So what can you please help everybody know? I really appreciate you coming on today. Can you please let everybody know where they can find your book? Just go on the Amazons. That's the easiest place. Um, make good choices. The book, my name is Mark, M-A-R-C, last name Z-A-L-M-A-N-O-F-F. If you search my name, I come up there as well. And then what's also cool is when you get the book, there's a bunch of other goodies that come along with it. So there's a, there's a link in the book. I'm not going to give you the link because you have to go get the book, but <laughs> there's a link in the book. You click the link, you go to the place and you put your info in and, and I, I got some more stuff for you to help out with your fitness and nutrition and your mindset. And uh, then you just, you get to be all in my, my ecosystem, which is, which is fun. And it's usually full of memes too. So that's always nice. Yeah. You know, and that's, look, that's a good place to start folks that if you are, if you are looking to make a different path for yourself, because I think everybody wants a different path. It's just, they have to get that self-motivation out there to do it. And uh, if you're out there looking at, this is a, Mark's a great avenue. Mark's a really great avenue to tap into. He's going to help change your mindset. He's, you know, going to reiterate a lot of the really cool things that I talk about too, but he's funnier at it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but one of my, one of my core values is entertainment. Yes, I, I mean, can see I, that. Know, I, I have four very strong core values and one of them is entertainment. And, and I can tell you throughout my life, whether, whether I was making no money or all the money or in between money or what, you know, whatever it was that I was doing, um, I've just always wanted to have fun. And, you know, like I, I can always remember joking around with my dad and my grandma and just, you know, having a good time and always having a smile on our faces. And, and I've just tried to keep that, you know, throughout the years, because look, life can beat us down. It can be rough. Yeah. And, absolutely. you know, I, I learned a long time ago that we can, most people, I'm not going to say, you know, look, I got first world problems, but you know, most people get to choose their hard. And, and that means you get to choose the way that you respond to things and you get to choose whether you wake up and go, you know what, I'm going to be happy today. Like, you know, so what? It's it's storming outside and the deal fell through and I got in a fight with my spouse. Or, eh, I'm going to be happy today and we'll figure the rest of it out. Because like we said before, a lot of it won't matter. It really, really yeah. won't. You know, and, and I think that perspective is so key to to living a, a less stressed. I can't say stress free because we all got stressed, but just a, a less stressed life when you're like, you know what? That's not that big of a deal. You just, you know, you pivot and you move on and, and you put a smile on your face and you yeah. eat a Cadbury egg and you're good to go. What are your other core values? Um, intention. Oh, nice. Integrity and empathy. Nice. Yes. And 
And so much of that has to do with a lot of it has to do with, with, with my profession. You know, I've, I've always been told I'm empathetic. You know, I'm, I'm very good at meeting people where they are with their health and fitness. Um, I've always seen the value of hard work and, and, and dedicating yourself to something. So that's where the intention really comes into play and, you know, integrity is everything. And, and, you know, there's, there's been times in my life that I wasn't living in integrity and my life suffered because of it. Yep. And well, anytime, we all go through that, you know, I mean, I, I think it's normal. We have to, we have to go through some of those hardships and face things ourselves to go, Oh yeah, I don't want to live that way. Like, I don't want to be that way. And, and then you see what happens when you are in integrity. You're like, Oh shit, everything's better this way. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. You mean, when I, like, you mean when I make good choices and do the right thing and, and do the right thing when nobody's looking that like life's better. What the, who did this? This is amazing. <laughs> Nobody told me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what? We all go through periods of life where we're not, I mean, and, and even when we have our, our homes in order, right? We have our house in order, so to speak, right? There's still areas where we're not living in integrity. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not something that it's just like you show up one day and you're like, I'm in integrity. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't work. It's just like, yeah, you are there. <laughs> Let's take a look at the other 360 degrees of what's going on in your world, right? Amen. But Amen that, that, but that's the piece. That's about that's make good choices. That's where that's where you keep focusing. It's like you see where you're out and you plug back in, and then you see where you're out and you plug back in again. And it could be a relationship. It could be, you know, communication. It could be, you know, you accidentally dropped the ball on something, or you made a mistake, or you know, all of a sudden you just look in the mirror and you go like, holy crap, I'm out of integrity with myself. Like I'm lying to myself that I can do something and I'm not really wanting to do it. You know, um, it, it's just, it's, it's not good, but you know, we all do it. It's just part of being human, but it's, but I love that. It's what you strive for. Is that your number one? Or do you have just that four in general? Or is there like one specific, like a number one, I, I think integrity, if I had to put them in order, I think integrity has to be number one because yeah. it drives everything else. It is. That's, you know, if, if you're, if you're living in integrity, all, yeah, all those other things kind of end up lining up. Yeah, I would agree. I totally agree. That's what mine is too. So, well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. You know, I say it all the time. Uh, any chance I get to go run my mouth somewhere, I will gladly accept <laughs> it. So <laughs> I, I appreciate I very much appreciate you having me on and, uh, and for supporting my book oh, and, my and helping spread the message. That's, Absolutely. That's what I'm wanting to do. You know what we should do? I haven't done this for a while and you would be, you, oh my gosh, you would be so much fun doing this with. So I did a podcast years ago to where I got a list of the dumbest things that employees did. And I had a guest on and I would just tell the story and watch the reaction. I couldn't think of a better way to promote your book long-term than to do that episode again with you <laughs> <laughs> and just watch you go. <laughs> yeah, nice. we'll Very see. Nice. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. And um, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. My pleasure.